As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Financials Future Rich Podcast. My name is Barbara, and I'm your host, and I'm also a CFP, which is Certified Financial Planner. And I'm here with our recurring, and I would say probably favorite, or one of the favorite pod guests, Natasha. Hells yeah! You're back! (laughs) Welcome back, Natasha. Thank you very much. So what are we going to talk about today? So I have some questions. I've been seeing this a lot. I feel like socially and on Instagram, um, you know, I saw actually on your Instagram about um, freezing your eggs. So I just have some questions about that because like it sounds, I don't know too much about it, but I know that it's probably pretty expensive. And so I was just curious, you know, when you have debt or you have other financial priorities or obligations, like how can you make this happen? Um, that's a good question. So clearly you've been listening or following along on my Instagram. Yeah, right. uh, so I did it um, and I've had some friends who've done it. I don't think we've had anyone on the podcast so far that has done it, or at least hasn't disclosed that they, that they did it. Mm-hmm. It's called a car preservation. Um, it is very expensive. So um, I'll just be totally um, open here. I spent about 9600 on the process. Oh, wow. All the appointments. And um, also for the medication, because medication is, like, not included usually with the price of it. Okay. And that doesn't include, like, the annual storage fees. Oh, how much are those? <laughs> Actually, that's a great question. I forget. My first year is free. And then I think it's four fifty a year after that. I really should have checked. I was so taken with the initial price that yeah, I wasn't as yeah. worried about the annual fee after I paid for the upfront cost. That doesn't um, sound too bad. Like I think I'm so in the dark about it that even if, if you had been like, Yeah, the, the annual fee to freeze to like hold them in the freezer is like twelve thousand dollars. We need to keep them on ice. Yeah. But I think it's funny, like they have a rent payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my eggs have a rent payment and I make my regular rent. Um, and it also depends where you're doing and where they're going to be frozen, right? So, like, it just okay. depends. Like, that's what my price was. That doesn't mean that's what someone else's price is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, because I am a small business owner, I have the joy of paying everything out of pocket because okay. we don't have any employee benefits because 
were too small. So I get my accountant to approve it as an employee benefit, but I don't have enough employees to offer employee benefits. So actually that's kind of a good question. I guess we'll get back to just like if, so I guess there's like two ways to go about it. You can get it covered or you have to pay out of pocket. So just going with like option A, you get it covered. Like how does that happen? Do some employees offer it? Do you, I mean, I insurance companies, so it depends on your health insurance. Some in health insurance, I believe cover part of it or all of it. And then also um, it depends on your employer because some employers offer it as a benefit. Okay. Um, Bigger, I think bigger tech companies offer it. Um, So obviously I've had friends who've had it where it's covered, which is great because then it eliminates the financial decision, right? Mm -hmm. Or prioritization in your financial budget. Um, But then I don't think it's mainstream enough where it's offered by most companies. I think that that you'd be lucky if it was covered by your insurance and or your company. Um, I mean, I would just assume it's not, I mean, given the fact that like, what do women get for maternity leave three months? So (laughs) I guess being a long time before companies even probably offer that, but I guess, yeah, that's true. I'm sure tech companies probably do. They seem to be kind of like the leader in providing healthcare and stuff for their employees. Yeah, and it's worth investigating if it's something is important to you. It was a priority for me, so I prioritized it in my budget to make mm-hmm. that a financial priority. Um, obviously, there's like a time horizon when you would want to do it because mm-hmm. um, you're doing it to like preserve your fertility. I would say the piece of advice that I would give is like if you're going to do it, I think you need to be willing to do it twice mm-hmm. just to make sure that you have the outcome that you want. So doing it twice is more, you know, double the money. Um, so I just have a quick question going back to like companies possibly covering it. Like, let's say I get a new job and I I review the health plan and it's not there. Like, is that something I can negotiate? Like, you know, instead of asking for more money, I want to negotiate that this is something that's part of my healthcare. Is that something that's possible? You could, I mean, if it's not offered in there as a benefit and the insurance company doesn't cover it, you could ask for a bonus to cover it. I mean, you can always negotiate and I think that you have more room um, to negotiate when you're getting a new job, usually than with an existing job. Usually you see your biggest increases in in terms of um, compensation when you're switching jobs. Not not to say that it doesn't happen internally at your existing job, but you usually see people make bigger um, steps in their compensation when they move from one employer to another. So it's definitely something that if that was important to you, I mean, I don't know that I would want to say that to the person that was hiring me, but maybe what I would do is just find out if it was covered in the benefits and if it wasn't, then ask for a higher salary um, salary or a signing bonus or something to that effect, so then I would get it covered that way. Okay. Find a way to make it work financially so that you can get what you want. Okay. So let's say, so option A, getting it covered, getting somebody else to pay for it. Um, okay. I like having someone else pay for things. I like free money with the four hundred one ks. I like to yeah. have employee benefits that cover things. Other so people's money. That's the goal. Yeah, um, other people. But yes, I think the best thing to do if that's something, if this is something that you're interested in, is I mean, obviously you want to do your own research. It's a medical procedure. It's not something to be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, would be to I would the first route would be to see if it's covered by insurance, see if it's or covered by as an employee benefit that your employer offers. And then from there, if those two things, if it's not covered, then is it really going to be a priority for you financially? Are you willing to not take a vacation or delay buying a home or 
maybe not save for retirement for a year. It just depends on how much of a priority it is for you. Yeah. Right. I don't think right now you, Natasha, mm-hmm. would be like, oh yeah, I'm going to spend $10,000 on this. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> not yet. Not, not, not at this stage. So for me, I would, I'm willing to defer some of other, my finance, some of my other financial goals to make this a priority for me. And this is something that I thought about for a while and budgeted for and had money saved up for. Okay. That I could have it. So basically in the month that I did it, I had it paid off. I was prepared. I came in just under my number, which also involved me making a spreadsheet of every pharmacy in the country to figure out where I get the best, the same, the drugs for the cheapest price. So the doctor, I don't know if they appreciated my spreadsheet to be like the pharmacy you're recommending is the most expensive. Here are three other alternatives to the one you want me to use. Mm -hmm. Uh, So obviously I put time into it, which I think saved me like probably about a thousand dollars by doing all my research on the pharmacies. It took me all evening you know, to put everything together and price everything out and figure out what was my best option. Um, but I was, I budgeted for it and, and then had an idea of where I was going to, where the price was going to fall because it really just depends on how many, how much medication you need. That's like the biggest variable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that way when I did it, um, it was paid off. I, I had every, all the money to have it paid off. Okay. And now um, I meant to ask this before. So when you said the, the, cost of the procedure and everything varies is that the varies is just based on where you get it done or is it like it varies on each individual person because somebody might need stronger hormones or the procedure so the first component to it is going to be the doctor's portion of it where Mm -hmm. you go to the doctor's office and the blood work and the procedure right and like the ultrasounds and all that jazz okay and then the second portion of it i guess there's really three parts so the first part is the doctor's part right doctor's office visits and the procedure mm-hmm. the second part is the medicine that you need the injections the needles those needles mm-hmm. i feel like that's why you wouldn't do it you wouldn't want to give yourself needles i couldn't i couldn't do that to myself <laughs> um and then the third part of it is like the storage right so like how much is it going to cost to store it and then okay. obviously there's the, those are all the existing and upfront costs and then there's more costs down the road right so if you go to you if you go to take those babies off ice Oh, look, it's a plan. Mm-hmm. plan words there. If you go to take those eggs off ice. Nice, nice <laughs> you. you didn't even laugh at my joke. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little slow on the uptake. Okay. So if you go to, t- to take, you want to use those eggs in the future, then obviously there's costs associated with that, right? They don't, it's not just a freebie. But mm-hmm. so the cost of, we're only talking about the upfront cost. So it depends on where you have it done. Like it depends on the facility. Like the pricing is going to vary across the country and by the facility you use. Okay. So I know what I spent, but that doesn't mean that's the same that my girlfriend spent when she did it in New York City, mm-hmm. or if you have a friend that does it in San Francisco or Florida, the prices, I would, they should be in the ballpark of each other, but I would imagine that they'll vary. Okay. The um, and then the thing that you cannot control at all is how much medicine you're going to need or how many hormones you're going to need. And so then that also varies and that's dependent. Every person would be different for that. Okay. So my prescription bill was not the same as my friend's prescription bill. Okay. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like every it's not like one place. There's not like one place in the country you go to do this. So just like anything else, like 
the cost is not identical amongst the cities in the United States. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was like the cost varied based on like New York City is like more expensive just in general, but I wasn't sure if like every person gets 10 shots and that's it. And every shot is like two milligrams. So that's why I wasn't sure if like the drug price varied because different people need different amount of hormones to get to the goal they they need. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then it just depends on cities. I would say that it's probably cheaper in New York and San Fran because I think there's more women doing it there. So I think that there's more competition. There's usually better pricing. Yeah. And then if you go to a city where there's like three providers, then I would think it's going to be a little bit more expensive because there's just lots of competition and probably not as much demand for that service. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in your opinion, like you said, so if like the other people's money isn't an option and it's something that you have to, to kind of finance yourself, um, like what do you say to somebody who is like, well, I have student loan debt, I have credit card debt, I, I have to pay my rent? Because I feel like it's something with the, the egg freezing, like there is a date, you know, there's kind of an expiration date, so to speak, like, so there's a little bit of urgency to it sometimes. Like, do you, do you like suggest like stop making your loan payments and, and um, you know, and, and skimp on some of these things and put all your money into to saving for this? Or do you think it's better to try to do like a little bit at a time or? You're giving me a scenario that I cannot answer. Yeah, yeah I guess it's true. You know, it might be this, it might be that, it might be this, it might be that. So, okay, so do, do you just do you just save for that and focus on that? Or do you try to save for that and, and tackle all your other financial problems at the same time? Well, I just think that like they're caught, like with this sort of thing, there's a there's a hard, fast deadline, right? Yeah. Like with retirement, you can always work a few more years before you you know, if mm-hmm. you're working sixty five and it looks like now you have to work to sixty seven, then you usually suck it up and do that when it comes to this obviously for a female you there's a window when you have fertility and then that window you know usually closes um unless you're a movie star it seems like that doesn't close for you i know didn't like janet jackson have her son at like 53 yes yes i think that is true yeah i think if you're a movie star it's different if you're not a movie star then i think this applies to you yeah so it just it comes down to a priority then maybe you say you know what it's really important that i either preserve my fertility or try and have children this way and so then you say okay that this is going to be the number one priority because i have two years to do this or three years to do it or whatever it is Mm -hmm. time horizon is for you and then you know i i mean i never want to tell someone to stop saving for retirement or but maybe that that's what you need to do if, if that's where your your finances are and that's the only way to make this happen so I guess the big thing to know is you want to always know what your financial goals are because then, like you were saying with insurance, maybe you're in the process of looking for a new job and this is in the back of your head, back of your mind that this is something you want to do by the time you're 37 or 36 mm-hmm. or whatever the number is in your head. Then when you're looking for new jobs, that's something you can inquire about, right, with the benefits package. Okay. And that makes, that makes you more inclined to take one job over another. Okay. And that's why it's like good to set out your – this is another reason why it's good to set out what your goals are, right? Because if, it, if it's something you – do a little bit haphazardly, like we say, oh my gosh, now I'm 36, I want to do it right now. Well, it makes it harder to finance, make it financially feasible, right? Yeah. Where you don't end up putting it on a credit card or something to that effect or, or taking out a loan. So that's something I didn't think about. Like if you're going to do it, maybe save, like save enough to do it twice because what there's like a certain number that you want to get and sometimes you don't get it, right? Yes. I think that's the one thing we don't talk about enough is that if you're going to do it, I think that if you're going to spend that type of money, then you want to have a really good statistic. And so I've read a lot of horror stories about um, women who did it and did it one time and thought they had enough 
eggs frozen and then went to go use them and it, they weren't able to have a pregnancy from it or they weren't able to carry, a, you know, get a, a live baby out of it. Why? Just because, like, Cause it's just, a diff- they didn't have enough eggs, so they didn't make it, right? So they're frozen, then they have to be unfrozen, they have to be turned into a baby or an embryo and then implanted, and then you have to hope they it sticks. Um, I don't know exactly all about how that works, but okay. the goal for doing this is that, you know, that you could get a baby out of it. And so sometimes when you do the egg cryopreservation, it just depends on your body um, and your age and all those different factors, but sometimes they don't get enough eggs the first time. For you to have a, a like a, a good percentage likelihood, and so I'm all about worst case scenario, right? So like when you mm-hmm. all the podcasts, I always think about like, well, what happens if you lose your job? Do you have an emergency fund, and how are you going to pay that off, right? So like, what are all the things that could go wrong? I always look at things from that perspective, and so I did the same thing mm-hmm. with this, which is like, well, if you're going to spend all this money, like, I would want a really good statistic right high likelihood that it would work and there's no guarantee with medicine in your body right it's not yeah there are no guarantees in life but I would at least want to have a majority statistic right I would want it to be like I actually would want it to be closer to like 80 percent likelihood that there could be a live baby from it if I was gonna spend all this money and so I think you have to be willing to then say okay like well what number am I going to be happy with and if I don't get that number in the first round am I willing to spend the money to do a second round okay does that make sense that does make sense yes just because I think they sell like I think the marketing is always just like oh you just go in and you do it and then you have enough eggs like well that might not happen like you might go and do it and you might not get enough and then now what do you want to do like, do you want to spend another $9,600 or $10,000? Or did you only really want to spend 10 total? And and might not, and, not, and as you said, at this point, it might not be enough. So, you know, it almost, I don't want to call it a waste of money, but like. Right. You know, but not the, the number that they think is better than. Now, that's tricky. Now do you want what do you now do? Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. So I think that that's something, I think when I was going through the process and researching it, I think that's something that as a financial planner, I think that it's good to plan for like, okay, what if the one round doesn't work as well as you want to do? Are you going to do two? I'm like, if you only one, fantastic. But if you do want it, it's not as many as you want it, then what are you going to do? Are you going to do it again? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good to know. But that's probably not something you're going to want to do since you don't like needles. I don't like needles. I don't many needles. That's I don't think I could do that. I'd have to have somebody do it to me while I was looking away. I couldn't do it to myself. I think that's worse. I don't think I would let you stick me with the needle. Well, I think it would be somebody that <laughs> not me. <laughs> not you. I don't actually I, I was gonna say somebody that I know that has experience with that, but I don't know anybody. So I don't know what I would do. <laughs> Hire an at home nurse aid just to give me a needle. <laughs> Do you know any nurses? You need to be friends with some nurses then, I think. I actually do have one friend that's a nurse, but she's all the way in Philly, so. That would be quite a trip. Maybe she'd commute for me. <laughs> Maybe she'd commute around trip once a day. Sometimes twice a day. Oh, oh, geez. God. I don't know. I'm, 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 it's too many. Too many needles. Too many needles that you pay to inject yourself. I can't. Oh, God. Yeah. The worst part is I went to a dinner. There was like one thing I had to go to. I went had a dinner 
So I literally packed all my shit on ice, my needles, and I called the restaurant and I was like, can I put stuff in your fridge? Because it needs to be. Oh my God. And then I went in the bathroom and did all my shots in the bathroom in the middle of the dinner because it had to be at the same time. And it was super awkward. There was this lady in the bathroom being like, someone's taking so long. And I was just like, I'm not going to come out. I want to come out with the needle and be like, this is what is taking so long. Oh gosh, you probably had to call the police or something. <laughs> what are we doing in the stall? Oh no. I was just like, oh, this, they did not plan for this. Because there's like one thing I really wanted to do and I didn't want to cancel because of the time. Because it had to be at the same time every night. Yeah. Wow. And how long had you give your, did you have to give yourself shots? Like how long of a time commitment was that? I had to do it for, I think it was 12 days. Okay. Yeah. I think it was 12 days. I had to do 12 days. Okay. That part wasn't that, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad. To me, the cost was terrible. <laughs> I did, I would rather show part. <laughs> it was hard for me to send the type of money. Yeah, so I did not like spending the money. And then I got sick after it. So that part I did not like either. Okay. So not everyone gets, I got OHSS, which What's that? is, I think it stands for ovarian hyperstimulation. And what, how did you have to recover from it? Like, what was that? Um, so basically, you just do a lot of nothing and drink a lot of liquids. Yeah. Okay. So it's OHSS, which is ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. And okay. it is something um, that can happen to you from taking all of the hormones. And that was terrible. That it was painful. Or just like- yeah, it was painful. It's really uncomfortable. It's not fun. You can't you become super swollen. And there's nothing they can give you for that to go away. And that lasted for me for like another nine days. Oh, wow. So that was the worst part. And how did you feel? Because I've heard that like once you stop taking the shots or like during the shots, I don't remember which one it was, like you're pumping yourself full of hormones. So like I've heard that like depression's pretty common or like mood swings. I definitely did not feel like the best version of myself. <laughs> okay. I felt fine in the beginning, but then... I was ready for it to be over after the procedure and then I got sick. And so I was sick for like another, I think it was nine days after. Okay. So I was like, I can't believe I spent all this money to feel like this. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. But I do think I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I could check the box. I'm glad that I saved for it. Um, and all for all of our lovely listeners, you're getting to hear about one of my financial goals. <laughs> Cause I feel like we're always talking about other people. So this is something that I prioritized as a goal. My, my very good friend and I, she did it and we decided to do it together. And we talked about doing it. I guess we started, we talked about doing it last June, June of 2018. And then fast forward, I did it in June of 2019. So I had about a year to prepare for it financially. Okay, even think about it. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it's done with, it's paid for. Check that. I can check that on the to do list. It was literally on my to do to list for 2019. So I'm checking checking that box. Perfect. <laughs> and we're halfway through the year, so that's good. Yeah, we're halfway through the year, and it's all covered. Yep, done. <laughs> Goal checked off. So yeah, perfect. Wait, that's a good feeling. What, Natasha? A good feeling to check off a goal. I like just write them down so I can check them off. <laughs> I think there's a statistic that says like you're more likely to do something if you write it down. Oh, 100%. I think you're more likely to yeah. do it if you write it down. But yeah, it was a goal for the beginning of the year. 
check that box, all done. But my advice is if you want to do it is to plan for it so that you can pay it off and then also plan if you need to potentially do it. You, if there is a potential, you might need to do it more than once. But I mean, if you can get this paid for with your company or if it's something that you know that you want to do, I would definitely investigate when you're looking for new jobs if it's covered. Okay. Good to know. You do have to give yourself shots. So there's that. So <laughs> I will not be doing this, but for the listeners out there. <laughs> in case anyone wants to do it. Yeah, in case wants to do it. So Natasha, any other questions? Last time we talked about, with I mean, this is quite the, the spread here. We talked about home ownership to egg freezing. Yeah, um, I don't think I do. I'm just, you know, trying to work on that summer body. But now that it's July, I've kind of given up. So <laughs> that's really all I'm worried about right now, which I'm not worried about anymore because I don't care. So that's it. That's all I have going on. <laughs> okay. Well, well okay. thanks for coming back on the pod. I guess we're going to talk to you. We'll talk to you at the end of the summer. That sounds good. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure being the Financial Futurist podcast. Well, we love having you. Thank you. So for our (laughs) listeners, please um, send us some love on iTunes. If you can rate us or leave us a review, that'd be wonderful. And if you would like Mm -hmm. to learn more about personal finance, you can take our online class, which is partnered with SUNY, which is State of New York University program at www.planancial.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.